Welcome back to Old Nerd Young Nerd. I'm Derek. We're rolling out another Zombies episode. I'm just going to do a quick recap for uh, for your benefit and for Todd's benefit. Not including this last little mini episode because he still has no idea what happened there. Now, um, so the last time Todd went out, he let a group out. They, they stopped at a gas station. At this gas station, they, they found uh, the owner. They recruited him to the team. They summoned the rest of the camp over there to fill up all gas tanks on vehicles and just gas canisters. And from there, Todd and his little party went back out uh, to a town a few miles down the road where they, um, where they, they found a food store and a pet store. Uh, the food store was in the process of being raided by another party. There was a little gun battle with them, but they got a little bit of food from there, and they rescued two dogs, two cats, and uh, a, a worker from the pet store that they brought back with them to the camp. Um, now, the uh, her name was Krista Stewart, and Mark Jackson was the gas station attendant. Um, he went back with uh, the... He didn't go out on the the raiding party with Todd. He just went right back to camp. So, Todd, you make it back to camp. Uh, we're going live now. You make it back to camp, and as as you guys get out of your vehicle, um, we'll say Lindsay starts showing Krista around, but uh, Jake, the camp owner, comes up to you and says, um, something's going down. We need to have a meeting in my office now. Um, so, uh, do you go with him, or do you have something you feel like you need to do first? No, I, I want to find out what's going on. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm going with him. Okay. As he starts leading you over to where his office is, it's a couple-minute walk. He fills you in on what happened while you were gone. He says that uh, him and you know the, the guys he had in his vehicle with him on the drive back noticed some zombies during the daylight in the woods, and they went to investigate Um that they, they saw the zombies, a gunshot rang out, that one of them didn't fire, the zombies attacked them, they, they fed it off the zombies and killed them. And then this guy in a suit, along with four guys with guns, just came out of the brush uh, and told them that they're from, uh, they're from that, that town with the pharmacy raided, the one that's close by. I don't think we ever gave a name to it, but they're from that town. And basically they're in control of that town. But there's a horde of zombies coming in that direction, and they want to form an alliance. He said the, the guy in the suit, um, who seemed to be the leader of the whole thing, his name is Ray, and he's waiting in the office to talk to the both of you. Uh, now, he, he didn't bring any of his guys with him as a show of good faith, and as a show of good faith, uh, Jake let this Ray keep his gun and walkie-talkie. So you're up to speed. Um, is there anything you want to... <clears throat> say to Jake before you go in or you just want to get this meeting started? Uh, I'm going to tell Jake that it's kind of fishy that someone's in a suit in an apocalypse. Uh, and I'm not even being, I'm not even joking about that. Um, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, a suit is not something that you really want to be running and gunning in. So I, I, I kind of feel just by the fact that he's got a suit on in the middle of an apocalypse uh, makes him think that he's important uh and he might be to the people that he's leading but uh, you know it, it's just ridiculous i you know if he's not in the mix with everybody else i you know i, I really don't want to be necessarily a part of an alliance where 
there's the haves and the haves nots because that that's that's over with now. And I honestly think he really should have disarmed him. Uh, if he came in good faith and he believed that we were here in good faith and he would have no problem handing over his weapon and his walkie and we don't know what he's been doing since I've been out running and gunning and, you know, he's been sitting in the, the office, they could be setting up an attack. Not that I want to think that negatively about people, but um, we kind of have to in the zombie apocalypse. So that's what I'm saying uh, to Jake before I go into this meeting and telling him not to do that again because we have, he shouldn't have let him inside the camp to see what we have. So now he knows everything that we have inside the camp. Uh, so he's basically uh, reconned our whole position. And he could have radioed back. So I, yeah, I have a whole problem with, with this whole thing. I, and from now on, anytime someone comes, they, they're they to be, you know, either left right outside. Uh, we don't know if they brought those zombies that were attacking. So I'm just going into this meeting very suspicious. All right, well, uh, Jake tells you that he didn't leave the guy unguarded. There's two guys in the room with him, so he won't be radioing for any help or anything. Um, that being said, he did do what he thought was the kindly thing and give the guy a tour of the camp. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't, like, show him your guy's supplies or anything, but he's, he saw the interior fencing, the structures behind, that you built, obviously. Um, he, doesn't know any, he doesn't know about your punji pits that you're working on, but he saw the pillboxes, which obviously would be right by the entrance anyway. Okay, so as you go, you, you, know, you go into the office, you see this guy in the suit sitting there, you see um, uh, Gary Long and Tom Smith, you know, the groundskeepers. Uh, they're leaning against the wall, keeping an eye on them. Um, when, when, when you and Jake come back in, they leave. And, uh, you know, uh, the guy in the suits stands up, introduces himself to you as Ray. He says he's the leader of the next of the town. Um, that the Basically, everybody who's left in the town uh, has sort of come together at this point. Uh, that they, they, they had some... You know, warring factions at first or people who just wanted to ride it out in their homes but after after the uh, knowledge of the zombie horde coming their way they sort of unified behind that uh, he tells you he was that town's mayor so he just found it natural to resume a leadership position but he says he wants to make an alliance with you he thinks it'll be in your best interest because after after the horde's done with the town they're just going to they're basically going to be coming your way. All right. So I'm going to say, you know, thank you for the information. I want to take a look at how this horde is, which way this horde is coming. I want to see how big the horde is. And I am also going to ask him what defenses have you prepared in your own town for these zombies that are coming your way? Because obviously you can't expect us to, number one, to have been here as a possible resource. So what have you done to prepare your own town without any benefit of our people getting involved? Because obviously it's the zombie apocalypse. As you said, if they go through your town, you know, they're going to have to go through your town before they get to us. But I'd like to see what size of a horde we're looking at before I commit to anything. Um, and, you know, I'll take it from there. But I'm not going to commit any of our people to anything until I see what you've done to protect yourselves versus um, and how prepared you are versus... Um, you know, just letting them roll on over you because it kind of sounds like you need us more than we need you. So he he's, he tells you that he, he essentially found out about the horde um, the same day that you guys 
like raided that little pharmacy and then rescued the family for um, of the store manager and all that. So as you were doing that, he and uh, a party of scouts were just basically driving. Um, they were driving like 10 miles out and then 10 miles back. And they did it in a couple different directions. One of the scouting parties found a few dozen zombies. And then when they went back out, a few dozen turned into a few hundred. So they were they had still been 10 miles out. They've been steadily moving closer to the town over the, the last few days. Um, and since then, he used that information to kind of unite the town because there had been a few different factions acting selfishly, we'll call it. So since then, they've been preparing defenses. Um, they've been building fencing around the town. They've been assembling all the town's guns and just basically trying to prepare a fighting force. Uh, they've even building like little explosives to use uh, Kind of to have on the road to be shot by people with rifles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As 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 uh, groups walk by, so that's what they've been doing. And he says he only found out about the existence of this camp a couple days ago because, uh, as you might remember, you guys were followed ever so uh, about until about a mile out from your camp, mm-hmm. and then a car just kind of turned around, and then you followed the car back but didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. So they were made aware of your existence that way, and they were just going to check you out to make an alliance to see if they could make an alliance. They didn't think you were you'd be an enemy. Well, be, or well, essentially, also to make sure that you wouldn't be an enemy if you won't be an ally. So he just lays that out on the table. He just wants to essentially. He's not asking you to really help defend the town. He would like help preparing the town for defense, and if you obviously will help defend the town then defend the town. He thinks it's in your best interest to help defend the town because after they're done with that town, they're coming your way. And he's going to offer to um, drive out with you and show you where the horde is so you can scout it yourself. All right. I think I, I really need to see uh, what this horde's about and see what kind of size we're looking at. I really want to... The ideal situation is to hit the horde before the horde hits us. And we're going to have to come up with a plan when we see that horde just what we can do if we can break up the horde that's the ideal and if we can uh slowly whittle them away farther away from either of our encampments so i am going to tell him that i will follow him in one of our vehicles with a couple of my people and just to see uh what we're up against with with the this horde and hopefully if there's any way of like i said possibly whittling the away at that horde before they actually get to us so um that's my plan i'm not going to make any commitments to anything i really want to see what we're up against first and uh i'll say if you've got nothing else to say then i'll follow you out and i'll get one of our vehicles and we'll go with you and then we can take it from there but um i i really want to see what what's what's coming our way to devise a plan you know, in terms of getting all of this taken care of. So I'm just going to escort him to the door, unless he's got something else to say, and then uh, take it from there. Uh, he, he just tells you he, he understands where you're coming from, um, and he has no problem with what you just said about, you know, showing you everything. Uh, he does say he's going to have to radio ahead to let them know you're coming, because essentially the town's on high alert, and any, any like, vehicles that are unknown are going to be considered a threat right now. Mm-hmm. So, and and you essentially have to drive through the town to get to go to see where the horde is. So that's all. That's that's all he's asking. Just basically telling you he has to do that. 
Otherwise, you're not going to be able to see the port because you won't make it through the town. Um, so if you're cool with that, he will hop in a vehicle with you and whoever else you want to bring, and you guys can head out. As long as he's cool with saying all that in front of me, I'm okay with that. And if he wants to ride with us, uh, that's actually preferable because I don't feel like getting into a hostage negotiation uh, with this, especially when I'm being the hostage. So I would rather uh, he come with us uh, rather than anything else. I'm only going to take one vehicle uh, with a couple, maybe two or three people and, you know, see what we can see. I mean, it's in his best interest to, you know, let us look and see what we, we can do. Also, look and see what, you know, preps that I can possibly uh, recommend uh, for this. But, uh, I, I, you know, we really need to get to that horde and see what's going on. Okay, so he's fine with all that. Who, um, who do you want to bring with you? I want to bring uh, Jake, the camp owner, and um, Gary and Tom. Just because they were in the room with him. So I'm hoping that they have more of a feel for him and what he may or may uh, be into. If, if something seems kind of hanky, I think they've had the most experience with them. So I'm going to I'm gonna bring those three, myself, and the mayor of that town and uh, see what we can find out. And let them know, take them off to the side. I'm like, if you see anything kind of weird, either in his actions or behavior or anything else... Then uh, let me know, and you know we're gonna hightail it out of here. So who um, who do you want to be the driver of this of the vehicle? Out of curiosity, I will. You will. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, Ray will be in the front seat with you, and everyone else will be in the back. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. All right. So you guys load in. Um, uh, you you load in a vehicle. Do you have a preference of vehicle? Oh, God. I'm guessing you're not taking the minivan or a pickup truck for this. No. Um, so car or jeep not the jeep jeep all right so you guys load in the jeep uh you head out of the camp and as you get um as you get within a mile of the town ray radios ahead to, to say that you know you guys are a mile out he's with you everything's cool so far don't don't attack or anything and as you get up to that side of the camp you can see that they uh unlike the last time there's an armed like sentry um a group basically of five armed sentries <laughs> They don't have a structure or anything. They're just kind of off to the side of the road. Amateurs. Like a, so as you drive through the town, you can you can see there's a flurry of activity. There's there's people running supplies to and fro. And as you get to the edge of the town where where you're driving through to see the horde, you can see that they've uh, they've constructed a wall and it's they've they've made good progress on it. And um, it's it's a combination of materials. They have um, they have wood. They have like sheet metal. And they have uh, chain link, so it's a it's a pretty decent wall they have built. Um, they also are using like these uh, like concrete barriers that you would use for construction. Jersey walls. That's it. So they, so they have them uh, positioned to help block the road for when the time comes, and to just reinforce the walls at certain points. So that's that's what they've got going on so far. You don't really see. Um, defensive structures just other than the wall itself mm. so as as uh, as you guys drive past there ray tells you that uh, the horde is about uh seven miles down the road from there is where you'll be able to see them and he wants to know what you think of what they've done so far and if you have any suggestions yeah a couple of things because you're trying to uh to defend such a large area um 
you're not going to be able to get a fence up in time. But what I would do is <clears throat> set those jersey walls um, and uh, the other structures into a funnel and then uh, mine that area to get as many as possible because you're, you're, you basically want to, you want to funnel the horde versus, um, like what we've been trying to do is completely have the fences up. Uh, so the horde goes around us. The, 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 the town is just too big for that. Uh, we're not Eastern Europe where we have huge castles where we can wall in the entire area. I mean, ideally that's what you want to do, but for now I would deal with, uh, setting up funnels and choke points uh, to kill any of the horde uh, that's coming your way and and then slowly build an inner wall uh, as a last-ditch effort to uh, get that done. I'd also look for any flammable materials that you can saturate those funnel points so you can set the whole area on fire, obviously away from any structures, but, but to... Uh, have the most advantage of setting the most on fire as possible, either with uh, a charge or if someone's going to shoot like a flaming arrow into that pit area. Um, I would also work further in and do pits, uh, get everyone available to do that. So anything that gets through the the funneling areas to get the, the those pits set up for the stragglers. And then work that further in. But you really want to get the most uh, as possible. Now, what we really should do is go out and see how big this horde is. And see if we can draw it away. Or split it up. Or otherwise parse it out uh, into more manageable numbers. Where we can uh, bring them off into a remote area. And, and take care of them, you know, as necessary to, you know, obviously wheedle them down. We, you know, we obviously want to kill everything, all of the undead, but we're not going to be able to get all of them, unfortunately, uh, just because there, there's a, a ton of them. So I think our next step is really to look and see how big this horde is and what we can do to possibly, um, like I said, uh, veer it off in another direction, or possibly uh, whittle away at it. So, you, you see Ray reach into his suit jacket pocket, take out a notebook, and start making notes about your suggestions. And then, um, yeah, he, he really likes your funnel idea. He, he, he knew realistically that the fencing wasn't going to be completed in time. They just wanted to get it, they wanted to get as much of a solid fence as they could in an effort to try to funnel them. So he, he likes your idea of using the jersey walls as like a definitive funnel on the road as opposed to blocking off the road. So he, he's making his notes. Um, he says he's, he's open to suggestions after you see the horde about how you might be able to like start picking them off or splitting it up or whatever. So you drive for a few more miles, and he tells you to pull off to the side of the road. There's a um, there's like a little elevated area, and as you do as you do that, he gives you a pair of binoculars, and he just points. So as you look through the binoculars, you can see it's about two miles up ahead um, in this clearing. It's it's not as clear as it as it might be, so you can you you can't really see it perfectly. Because it's not like you have the greatest binoculars in the world or anything. But you can see there's this mass. And it, it's, like, moving. So you can tell it's made up of living or at least moving things. You can't really get a good count on it. But you can tell that there's a lot of whatever it is. So 
he said, obviously, we can keep driving uh, and get closer to it, say, if you want to get a more definitive count. But that's, like, my people don't didn't want to go any further than this, basically. I mean, it... It appears that it's that it's a ton of the undead, and I don't think either of our settlements are going to survive that uh, without them being drawn off. Uh, first thing I'm thinking of is taking several different groups and having them at the same time go to either sides of that horde as well as the rear to basically doing three teams and trying to draw them off and possibly making three smaller hordes uh if possible to more adequately deal with um so i want to go back to i'm going to go back to his town i want to see what his resources are i have an idea of how to possibly do this um but it's going to take a lot of coordination and it's going to take uh, a lot of resources um to hopefully not be completely annihilated by by this this massive horde uh that's coming our way it, it looks to be like I, I guess and you can tell me if i'm wrong but the hundreds of thousands possibly or thousands or tens of thousands or a million a million like like what what am i looking at here um just in overall numbers from what i can see you can't tell all right we're gonna have to drive closer just to see um what we're looking at uh in terms of overall numbers and i'm also gonna need like a whole map of the area to see if there's any other kind of choke points that I could that I could you know bring the various different hordes to, um, so I'm going to I guess I'm going to drive closer and take a look and see. Um, okay, so as as you drive, you drive like another mile, and at, it gives you a clearer picture of what you're seeing. So there's there's a clearing with a bunch of trees. And interspersed throughout the trees, you can definitely see a few hundred zombies. But because of all the trees, you can't tell if it's, like, 200 or a couple thousand. You don't know how deep it goes, because they're, like, right on the edge of a forest. Mm. Uh, but it's it won't be, like, 10,000 plus. This isn't, like, uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep here. Um, so at, 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 at most, you're assuming, like, one or 2,000. But at least there's like three, four, five hundred. All right, I'm going to go with worst case scenario um, and say it's you know over a thousand, which is still a lot. Um, which I'm assuming was pulled from the various towns in the area. So this isn't uh, the Philadelphia zombies basically coming yet, unfortunately, or fortunately, because that would be in the tens of thousands. But this is kind of like a dress rehearsal for what we're going to have to deal with, um, and pulling them off and that type of thing. <sighs> so if I can split that into two or three more manageable, even though several hundred is not manageable, um, ideally, but you know, it's the best that we got. Uh, even if we can delay some of those zombies for a time uh, in terms of hitting the settlements. You know, I'll take that. So, I'm going to head back to this guy's town and see what he has available uh, in terms of possibly, you know, mitigating some of these uh, issues with, with the zombies. Uh, and in terms of drawing them off. So, I'm going to turn around, head back to town. 
and then start drawing up plans for what we're going to do about this horde that's coming our way. Okay, so you get back to town. Um, what what exactly are you looking for? Do you want to like go over? Do you want to see like what resources they stockpiled, or do you want to just ask for like a general inventory? All right, so I get back to town, and I'm basically asking them. I don't really care what they have stored for food or anything else. Um, what we really need now are how much gas do they have, what vehicles do they have, and um, how many volunteers they have to work on luring these various um, hordes, uh, hopefully. Hopefully you can get the one big horde and lower it into littler hordes uh, away. Uh, and I want to know what they have in terms of weapons, because... Much as I hate using bullets, I, we need something to make noise and something for them to be drawn away by. But I also want every bullet to count. I don't want to be shooting up in the air. I want to be shooting at a zombie. I want the zombies to be hit. Uh, so I'm going to be looking for their sharpshooters, their hunters, whatever, to draw them away. And then um, pulling up subsequent uh, hunter-killer squads to follow these like little mini hordes and try and take out as many as possible in the safest possible circumstances available. So what do they have in terms of body armor, that type of thing. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm asking for uh, in terms of what they have. Um, because it's going to be hitting their their um, their town first before it hits us. We get, we have to deal with the aftermath of whatever happens there. But I'm assuming they have more people. I don't know how many people they have um, as compared to us. Uh, but they're going to have to take on some of this risk, uh, and I'm not going to be, uh, you know, our camp is not going to be the sole source of, uh, soldiers and everything else to work on this horde, uh, the, the big horde and then subsequent little hordes. But I, I definitely want them to be tracked and, you know, seeing where they stand. Okay, so the mayor tells you that as far as, like, fighting strength, that basically everybody in the town who's 16 and older is being told that they have to defend the town. So that gives them about 200 fighters. Obviously, they're not all good. You got, like, a lot of scared just people. Um, but they, they also have the police, the town police station, which the town police force was... It's a small town, so there's only, like, 12. But they have all the... You know, they have some riot gear... The, the body armor that the officers wore, um, a small cache of guns from there, and then there was a local gun store, as well as two local gas stations, uh, to answer your question about the gas. So, the, you know, the mayor says, if you were looking for something noisy, we do have we do have police cruisers with sirens on them, unless you were thinking of something more explosive. But we'd like to try to not set the forest on fire, because that could be just catastrophic for living around here. You know, I mean, uh, the cruisers, I don't know, are they, are they vehicle, uh, are they cars, or are they, um, are they, uh, you know, like, four by fours? I'm, I'm assuming they're probably four by fours, which would be ideal. I don't want to set the, the forest on fire either, because we're kind of like, our camp is in the middle of the, of the, um, the forest. So, I, I'm not really, from a, an explosive standpoint, no. I don't want to deal with that way. I want to, once we separate the hordes by hopefully following the sirens that uh once we uh whittle them down to more manageable levels we can kill them either with with uh arrows uh or something of that nature 
I really don't, like I said, I really don't want to use bullets unless I, we really have to. Spears. Um, but the explosives I want uh, on the funneling areas, because uh, obviously, or hopefully, they're going to be in, you know, uh, a more developed area where we don't have to worry about things being set on fire, like if it's in the middle of the road, if they're funneling towards the road, you know, that's fine. We can use explosives there. Um, but just for merely kind of getting them away and kind of splitting the horde up, I'm looking at, you know, really just, uh, hopefully these cruisers with their sirens in different areas, not right away. I want, you know, kind of like, uh, put this? people as decoys, uh, to hopefully have large portions of it being brought away before we employ the sirens if necessary. Because that could just move the, that's that's basically, um, even if we put it off in different directions, they're not necessarily going to go towards it. Um, that's kind of a, as a last resort if we're trying to pull them away. I really want um, uh, bait, in other words, to be pulling them away uh, before anything else. So that's um, kind of what my plan is so far. And, um, you know, we're going to take it from there where we have maybe... Uh, two or three people in each of the decoy vehicles uh, to, to lure them away. Then I want uh, hunter-killer groups to further uh, fragment those those smaller hordes, if possible. And um, that like that's my plan so far. Meanwhile, the rest of the town can get ready in terms of um, preparing the town for anything that's left that's going to be coming over. Okay, so the, the mayor likes the idea um, that, that you're having. You know, he... To, to separate the horde, draw them out, and then kind of like pick, start like whittling down their numbers from there. Basically, he, he, um, he wants to know what you need from him to make that happen in terms of like how to pick the hunter-killer squads, how big you want them to be, how many of them are there, as far as his people goes, like as far as, and then obviously it, like if you want to commit any of your people to it, because he's, he's basically going to offer to pay you in terms of like better arming you after it's done, like giving you guns, mm -hmm. which is obviously money's not the currency of the day at this point. And he, he's willing to give you, like, some guns up front, too. Obviously, he doesn't expect you to just expect to get paid as soon as it's all done. Because, you know, you committing to this, you're going to be committing some resources and potentially losing your own people. So he understands that. So he's kind of, he's um, assuming that you agree to to help. He's, uh, he's having somebody prep, um, basically, a case of guns to give you. Guns and ammo. Over. All right, that sounds good. I, um, I'm, you know, definitely interested because we have to, uh, yeah, take care of the horde regardless. I need to go back to my people and I need to talk to, you know, our people at the camp uh, to go over everything that I've learned with them. Um, but I'll be back uh, with some hunter killer squads and uh, some further ideas in terms of how we can manage this and somehow survive it. Um, but I will definitely uh, be back once we, once I've discussed it with uh, our people, and uh, we've come up with a solid plan in terms of dealing with the threat at home as well, because uh, we also have to prepare for whatever is left in that horde that somehow manages to get through that town. And um, so I'm going to leave off with him that I'll be back once I talk to my people, and then we'll take it from there. And uh, we can work on dealing with this horde that's coming up. Okay, so the mayor gives you his uh, walkie-talkie frequency. 
so that you don't have to just drive all the way back to talk to him. You could just basically radio him, and then he could either meet you halfway to talk face to face or whatever. He said that there's there's a uh, like a prepayment kind of thing. What what would you call that? The word's escaping me. Down payment. That's it. He's gonna, they have a down payment for you with the sentries on your way out of town. Excellent. As kind of a an incentive, but obviously it's it's he like he knows it's it's a mutual. This is a mutual best interest situation because zombies are the real threat. So he's gonna he understands that you need time to think about it and that you have to talk to your people. So um, assuming you're just gonna head back to camp at this point, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess this would be a good place to wrap this episode up. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me just tell you what's in the care package that he's giving you. So it, there's a couple boxes of rifle and pistol ammo uh, and some shotgun shells, and in it there's there's a hunting rifle, a shotgun, two handguns, and an AR-15. So that's your that's your down payment for basically um, or your incentive payment, and you've given them some good advice even if you decide not to help. So that's what we've got for this episode uh remember to follow us on social media uh facebook instagram and twitter under old nerd young nerd and under all major podcasting sites under the same name i'm Derek. i'm todd and remember normal is the new boring thank you for joining us ladies and gentlemen